Hey, Justine, guess what? What? Guess who's coming back on the Chillinois podcast? Can you guess? Uh, me. No. <laughs> no, of course you'll be back on the podcast. Uh, Tommy Chong. Nice. Yes. So, folks, if you want to submit your questions to Tommy, just go to chillinois.net slash chong. That link's going to be in the podcast description. Be sure to submit your questions soon because I'll be talking to him on Tuesday which is September 7th. So get your questions in. Chillinois.net slash Chong. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Chillinois. It's Cole, and it's Friday, the Friday before Labor Day weekend. I hope you're all doing well, and I hope you're all about to have a wonderful holiday weekend. Today we have an exciting announcement to make, some news to share, and I wanted to clarify some comments I've made, I had made on a former podcast. Uh-oh, somebody's in trouble. I'm just joking. Um, I do want to return to some subjects that I spoke about, but first, I'm going to go live on Instagram so that the folks that follow us on Instagram can see this podcast live. Speaking of Instagram and social media, if you want to follow us on Instagram... It's at Chillinois Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Chillinois State. Our website is chillinois.net, which is where you can uh, bounce to most of our content. <sighs> okay, I am live on Instagram. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. There's some new Illinois cannabis news uh, to talk about, but first, I want to touch on our exciting announcement that you may have already heard because we released a short podcast regarding it. We are going to be hosting a giveaway with Orego Labs, who you might know as a testing lab right here in the state of Illinois. To celebrate their birthday, Orego Labs will be giving away two free potency and terpene tests. Um, you can read more about Orego Labs at theorigolabs.com. Um, just really quick, I'll go over the rules to enter. You must be 21 years of age or older and be a registered medical cannabis patient in the state of Illinois. Uh, there's only one entry per person, and you can go to chillinois.net slash origo uh, to read more. Um, we will close the drawing on 9-19 at 4-20 p.m. to celebrate Orego's birthday. That's, that's their birthday, September 19th, and we will draw the winners after the drawing is closed. Uh, winners will be contacted on 9:20, and the winners must confirm their winnings within 48 hours of the drawing. All right, let's talk about Illinois cannabis news. Let's do it. Um, you may have seen a headline come out today by our friend uh, Tom Shuba. I think I saw another one um, from Bob McCoppin at the Chicago Tribune. The headline from Tom reads, um, Illinois admits errors in marijuana shop lottery process. We'll hold another one. So if you have listened to excuse me, our most recent podcast with Mike Fouché, which I highly recommend because we did a deep dive into the latest news in Illinois cannabis, and we broke it down. We talked about a lot of different things. Hold on a second. My fucking mic is about to fall down. Um, talked about a lot of different things, including when uh, you can expect to see craft cannabis on shelves, um, what the hell is going on, and, and much more. Um one of the things we talked about in that episode was that today, September 3rd, the state would be releasing um, the final list of winners for the next 185 dispensary permits, which, of course, and we talk about this in the episode, 
Uh, they still formally can be issued due to a Cook County judge's order. Um, but, you know, that's that was still due to come out today. Ahead of that, though, state officials came out and announced that a fourth lottery for cannabis dispensary licenses will now be held to give six applicant groups a chance to win additional permits after they were, quote, wrongfully excluded from drawings in an earlier lottery. Very interesting stuff. The latest development, and I'm reading on uh, Tom Shuba's article at the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, the latest development in the cannabis dispensary licensing process came just before the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation announced the final list of winners of the next 185 permits, which, as I said, still can't be formally issued due to a Cook County judge's order. Toy Hutchinson, Governor J.B. Pritzker's senior advisor on cannabis control, explained in a call that reporters, in a call with reporters rather, that a clerical oversight led to some groups having less chances than they deserved, and others having more shots in the July 29th lottery. The errors affected the drawings for five of the 17 regions where the licenses are designated. According to the state, the new lottery aims to give the affected firms the same odds of winning that they would have had in the initial drawings, although it wasn't made immediately clear how those odds will be determined. Additional licenses will be issued to the winners, but officials didn't say how many could be dished out. In a written announcement detailing the process, um, the Illinois Department of Financial Protections and Regulations stated that other corrective lotteries would be used to address similar issues with the two other license lotteries that have already been held, but for now, Pritzker spokeswoman Charity Green said the only additional lottery that's planned Um, relates to the July 29th drawings. Now, given that the state's plan has been introduced in court, Green said that the language was included in case other problems arise and additional lotteries need to be held. The IDFPR also acknowledged that several applicant groups have alleged that their applications should have been eligible for one or more of the three lotteries and were incorrectly excluded. The department, however, expects those issues to be resolved during the administrative review process. We've actually talked to a few folks that felt like they were in that pool of applicants. Um, Hutchinson noted that the rules for the planned corrective lottery would be laid out in a court order, but it's unclear which of the seven pending lawsuits related to the licensing process would be affected or where the order would be issued. Now, Hutchinson came out and sought to spin the announcement of the lottery which is the latest issue in a licensing rollout marked by controversy and delays as an example of officials being, quote, as fair as possible throughout the process. Despite the myriad of issues, she claimed the state is making good on its push to diversify the lily white weed industry, citing the designated winners of the next batch of lucrative cannabis licenses. And when she said that, or when I read that, rather, I was like, what? You know, what? what is she even talking about? How can you... How can you say that this is an example of us being as fair as possible when you've frankly botched the whole rollout? When we're looking at the numbers right now, she said, uh, when we're looking at the numbers that we're getting right now and the actual reality of how many black and brown license opportunities have been afforded through this process, there's no other state that comes anywhere near what Illinois has done, said Hutchinson. Technical problems have been absolute and it's been painful to watch how long this has taken. 
And I just had to stop there because when she said there's no other state that comes anywhere near what Illinois has done, I was like, can you give me some numbers? Like what, like, cause yeah, I think there, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not any other state that's come anywhere near what Illinois has done because it's been an absolute fucking shit show of a rollout. I think what she meant by that though, I looked in a Chicago Tribune's article. Um, this is their take on that. I think that same statement, they said, um, Hutchinson acknowledged the industry is almost completely white owned but said Illinois is better is doing better than any other state in getting new licenses to minority applicants. Here's some numbers. Of 75 new licenses awarded to cannabis craft growers, infusers, and transporters in August, 43% went to black-owned firms, she said. Now, as Hutchinson and others uh, uh, sorry, as Hutchinson and other officials attempt to finalize the problematic rollout IDFBR actually noted in its announcement that the state plans to issue 50 more dispensary licenses next year under a new application process. What does that mean? I don't know. So that's the latest news today. It's been making headlines, been making waves in our Chillinois wave pool. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's time for me to spark up some homegrown before we move to our next story, which is about the fact that Illinois adult use cannabis sales has exceeded 120 million dollars in August. There's something interesting about this story though that not anybody is really talking about. Actually one person is talking about it and it's an Illinois local. I'm going to give them a shout out here in just a minute. But I got to spark up this cannabis. Hell yeah. Okay. So according to marijuanamoment.net, Illinois adult use cannabis sales have exceeded 100 million dollars for the 6 month in a row according to state data. Um, it's the second highest sales record since the state's adult use market launched last year and the sixth month in a row that sales pass, surpassed $100 million. Um, the total sales are slightly lower compared to July's, but retailers had partially attributed that record-breaking sales month to the music festival Lollapalooza being in town. So it's possible that, you know, you know some people are... Showing like their headline is oh there's a dip in cannabis sales but um a few different outlets have been quick to report that retailers have attributed um the dip to record-breaking sales from the month before um so the story that i think nobody's really talking about is the fact that and we actually started talking about this about a week ago I was checking the Illinois Medical Cannabis Patient Program uh, website, which they drop updates on numbers for the mar for the. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the fucking name of the program, the opiate the opioid alternative program, and the medical cannabis compassion. Or, program or something like that mccp I, I don't fucking know anyways i shared last week that the state of illinois has still yet to release the numbers for july um so if you check the website the last time they've posted a, a report was for july 7th which is june's numbers they always posted about a month late and 
I truly think that it's because of their botched rollout of the new medical cannabis program. <laughs> I don't. I wonder if they even have the numbers. I wonder if that's what. Like, it's either that they're just behind from everything that's gone on, or that they truly don't have the numbers. And I got to give a shout out to Illinois News Joint because they're the only news joint, <laughs> the only outlet that I've seen really uh, cover this. Um, they're saying each month. Oh, here it is. Each month, the Illinois Compassionate Use of Medical Cannabis Program, which I don't know how that works into the MCP, MCCP um, acronym, but whatever. Uh, each month, they announce medical cannabis sales totals for the previous month. In August, after several complications with implementing a new online system for medical patients, Illinois has still not announced July medical sales totals. Very, very interesting that following a complete a complete botched rollout of the new system that they still have not released the numbers for that month um not that they would really say anything that would be especially important but it's just it's just like you know if you're tracking an issue that's the issue still going on i wonder if they even recorded numbers for the for the month you know i don't know exactly what happened so it will be interesting. So we've gotten to the uh, we've gotten to the point in the show where I'm going to address an email that I received, in which somebody said they were concerned with the direction that they thought I was going to start taking the show, and they, they they were basically concerned with some of the comments that I had made in a, in a former show. And they were like, hey, you know, this is my one break from politics, and I'd really appreciate it if the Chillinois podcast did not become a political show. And uh, I want to say once again to the person, um, if you're listening right now, that I don't foresee there being a big shift in the way that this show feels or is. Uh, But I will say that, um, you know, we mostly discuss... Uh, drug decriminalization uh, specifically with cannabis Um, but I haven't um, you know we talk about drug decriminalization in general and I I truly believe that you should be able to possess, cultivate and consume as many drugs as you want or need if you're not hurting anybody that's fine with me right? Um, so that subject is in and of itself is inherently political because the only way you see change is through politicians drafting bills and changing the law, right? So what I do want to avoid, though, is tired political subjects. And I want to assure you you that that I'm not going to approach like a subject that's cliche or worn out um, and I'm also not going to s- approach a subject with any sort of strong bias, hopefully, right? We've all got bias, but uh, it happens. You know, I'm going to try to be as open-minded as possible, but specifically the two subjects that were discussed and people were concerned about that I feel like I should elaborate on um, are my com. I made a comment about uh, <laughs> our, our one of our guests made a comment about how government, you know, they don't, they think government should be small. They don't like big government. And I said, I agree. 
and kind of what I had in mind, but I didn't really elaborate it on it in the context or in, in that instance was like the things I've seen go on in, in Australia where you can't even leave. Like you can't go, you can't exceed a distance of like five kilometers from your house and it's like totally locked down and it just seems like a fucked up situation. So, um, that's kind of what I was referring to. I really don't think that the United States have seen anything that's like really oppressive. I think when you look at Australia and you compare it to the United States, it's like, oh yeah, that's why we call ourselves the freest country in the world because fucking we don't do that shit. <laughs> you know, we would not stand for that stuff. I will tell you that. Somebody in the Instagram live chat just asked me, what are your top three brands in Illinois? I don't have, I don't have any. <laughs> I can give you like some suggestions here in a bit, but I want to finish this thought. Um, so yeah, I, the big government, small government con comment, that's really what I meant. I was like, yeah, I mean, that shit in Australia is pretty fucking crazy. But really when it comes down to it, I'm pretty open-minded to whatever we need to do to mitigate this health crisis, but I don't want to talk anymore about this subject because it is tired, and I told you guys I don't want to talk about tired subjects. So uh, the other subject that I wanted to talk about, which really does relate to cannabis, is firearms and um, the Second Amendment and how cannabis and cannabis use can affect your ability to possess a firearm, acquire a firearm in certain contexts, and more. So I'm reading off of the Marijuana Policy Project. Uh, the possession of cannabis has been decriminalized or legalized in 23 states, and 32 states have passed laws making cannabis legal for use by qualifying medical cannabis patients. Despite these state policy reforms, Possession, cultivation, and sale of cannabis remain illegal under federal law, and some federal agencies continue to discriminate against cannabis users with little or no regard for state laws. Some advocates have expressed particular, particular concerns about the infringement on firearm rights that state legal cannabis consumers may face. Under federal law, it is considered illegal for a user of a controlled substance, which includes cannabis, to possess a firearm. On this basis, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives sorry, on this basis, the ATF's policies prohibit federally licensed firearm dealers from selling firearms um, or in some cases ammunition to any person whom they know to be a user of cannabis. And I'm sorry, whether or not you like guns or not, that's a problem. Because it's a constitutional right that we all have. And I think we should all be able to agree. Look, like I say, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't plan to talk about firearms. You know, there are people, this is the one thing I will say. There are people that love firearms, there are people that hate firearms, and then there are people that understand how firearms work. So um, it's really as simple as that. We won't get into it, but the bottom line is, let's just put it this way. Think about any other amendment that you have, right? The fact that your cannabis use 
allows an agency to discriminate against you and waive what's supposed to be, what is supposed to be your right that's a problem let me rephrase that because i feel like it was a little rough your cannabis use should not affect the rights that you have as an american citizen if it's legal it should be legal right yeah so that that's you know i wanted to take those subjects head on I'm not some crazy gun nut. I'm not some crazy, like, anti-masker, fucking anti-lockdown person, honestly. I don't know. I'm a law... I'm, uh, I about said I'm a law-abiding citizen, but, you know, I don't know if, uh... uh, I don't know if any of us can say that we are truly law-abiding citizens because of how long we've likely been using cannabis, which has only been legal for about a year now (laughs) for adult use, right? So... Let's not get off your fucking high horse there, Richie. Um, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. All right, well, I probably made a mistake by addressing each of these subjects, but I'm going to leave it at that. I will not. <laughs> I wanted, though, to um, I wanted to just elaborate. I didn't want to give anybody the wrong impression. I think that if you listen to this podcast enough, you'll know that I'm pretty, like, swingable agreeable like I don't I'm not really like set in my ways if I if I am presented with evidence or knowledge that is convincing I'll change my mind oh uh, one thing that um, the person specifically mentioned that I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it uh, they, they said they were on the same page as me they thought with firearms so that whole explanation maybe wasn't needed they said that um what often is not included in the conversation about firearms is the, um, I don't know if you, I think some people call it the epidemic or the, I don't know, they call it like the plague that is gun violence. And it's real. I mean, you know, Chicago has some of the highest, highest gun violence numbers in, I think, the nation. Um, a town that I used to live in, Champaign-Urbana, has... Uh, you know, the numbers are rising with regard to firearm violence. Um, yeah, it's real. I'm not saying there aren't problems. Again, I'm not a gun nut. I, uh, pretty agreeable. So, um, I want to make sure to always include all sides of a argument or debate or whatever you want to say, a topic. I want to make sure to include all these perspectives really quick though. I want to leave you guys with so, you know, I'm always trying to give you some knowledge so that you can run with. How can you um, work to address the problem of fire? You know, being discriminated against because of your cannabis use with regard to firearms. Um, well, you could support reforming federal law to end justified dis- discrimination against uh, cannabis users. So let me rephrase that because I kind of said I'm reading it off of. Marijuana Policy Project's website. I'm going to say that once again. Support reforming federal law to end... Just report... God damn it, I'm so high. Support reforming federal law. If you do that, that will end the unjustified discrimination against cannabis users. If, if cannabis is legal by federal law, you should be good to go. Um, in states with... And this is what needs to happen in Illinois. In states with medical cannabis programs we need to insist on strong privacy protections 
state agencies should be required to protect the privacy of patients who participate in medical cannabis programs, and they should be prohibited from sharing that information with the ATF or any other federal agencies that may wish to undermine the rights of a patient. That's the bottom line right there. Um, the state agency should be required to protect the privacy of the patient who participates in the medical cannabis program, and they should be pro prohibited from sharing information with any federal agency that may wish to undermine the rights of the patients. Third, you can support eliminating cannabis possession penalties at the state level or at least reducing, uh, at least reducing them to a civil violation. I think those are three good ways. If you want to read more about that, again, it's on the Marijuana Policy Project's website. They're a pretty good organization to follow. They're all okay, you know, it's whatever. It's just people. They're not perfect, right? But I think they're doing good work. So, well, I don't really have much else to talk about. Um, I am always open to feedback and... Uh, I read it. I read the messages. So if you want to reach out to us, go to chillinoy.net slash contact and get in contact with us. Send us a message. We'll chat. Um, and what's most important is that I, I really, truly do want to, if you listen to me, I want to hear your feedback. As I've always said, your feedback ultimately determines what we do in the future on this podcast. And it's really good to know that I mean, this person, they literally said, your show is my break from politics, which I found surprising because, honestly, I'm always talking about politics on this show. Illinois politics, but, you know, politics nonetheless. So, I don't know. Um, I, I want to be sure, though, like I say, I, I'm definitely putting that in my mind. I, I, I want to avoid topics that make people go, ugh. I don't want to fucking hear this, you know, I don't want to, ex this show should not make you exhausted, this show should, um, again, my hope with this show is to give you information and, and to allow you to run with it, I don't want to spoon feed you anything, I don't want this, you know, I want you to take information, run with it, and hopefully become a better citizen or person because of it, right, um, because at the end of the day, and this is what I think I said, which is what concerned the person, I support um, just the civil. I su well, I'm high. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm done. Thank you guys um, for listening. Uh, if you even listen this far, I'm just rambling. You know, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Once again, we're doing a giveaway with Origo Labs, chillinois.net slash Origo. Um, you can enter to win a potency terpene test. And uh, just to quickly finish my thought, because you guys are like, what the fuck? You can't just like start a thought and finish it and not finish it. I, I just support our civil liberties to do things that don't hurt other people, whether that's possess drugs cultivate drugs use drugs have firearms for safety or for hunting you know whatever it may be uh, I think what's happening in Texas right now is fucked up you know I think we should all just 
chill out and let each other, you know, we're the freest country in the world. Why do we have all these fucking draconian laws that even still in the Illinois possession limits like that shit needs to go? Why do we have possession limits? I just I always I've used this example so many times in the show, but like it would be outrageous if we like people would not stand for it if we had possession limits with alcohol, because then how the fuck are you going to have a party? You're going to tell me I can't have two thirty packs in my fucking house? Fuck you. It's a free fucking country. <laughs> Anyways. I'm actually I'm actually stopping the show this time because this is, this is just ridiculous. I'm ranting way too much. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Chillinoy Podcast.